And we're back with an episode of the MDM Podcast. Joe Morales, Trevor Markowski here. Happy Tuesday afternoon, Ranger Nation. It is getting hot outside, but there is still a hockey team on ice in Midtown Manhattan. What's going on, Trevor? I'm doing good. I'm sure you were very happy last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, I'll I'll say, unexpected. It really was. I did not think the Rangers, this team, the way that they played in Carolina, I did not think they were going back down to Raleigh and to win a winner-take-all game seven. I did not think it was happening. It was unexpected. But, man, here we are. Our New York Rangers are Eastern Conference Finals bound. We're going to have a 2015 rematch with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who we lost to in seven. That doesn't matter. But... This team, over and over again, continues to show resilience. It doesn't matter if they're down in the game or down in the series or at home or on the road against a team that hadn't lost at home yet. This team fights. They don't quit. And it doesn't matter that Carolina was the better team. It doesn't matter that Carolina, let's call it like it is, outplayed them through 70% of this series. The Rangers, with Igor Shesterkin in net, are a force to be reckoned with, Trevor. Well, you know, Joe, certainly was a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, initially I thought Carolina was going to win. But then, you know, as the day went on, I guess got a suspicion that the Rangers were going to play well mm-hmm. for some reason. I, I don't appreciate know you should, it. You should, you should have told me that beforehand. I would have felt a little better. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it was a great – you know, the first – the quick start really helped. He got the uh, the home crowd guy out of it, and he got the – Ranger crowd, which was a good third of the crowd. Beautiful which, showing down in Raleigh. Feet. Yeah. I mean, you know, for all the games, but, you know, got them wild up, and it got Carolina, you know, playing from behind, which, you know, and, you know, very quiet, and, you know, faster, I think, ultimately was the uh, difference maker in the game. Oh, yeah. It's 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 when they're on the power play and they jump out the leads. That's when they're at their best. And uh, I'll circle back to that in a second. You brought up a good point on the Ranger fans going there. This is after Carolina tried to pull that stupid schmucky ticket rule where you couldn't buy tickets outside of the Raleigh area. That seemed to work really well. The secondary markets got a, got a hold of the tickets and, and bam, Ranger nation was down in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. And you know, you know, I don't think that should be the case. I think anybody should be able to buy a ticket. Well, when, 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 when you're that desperate for, for fans to come into your building, you got to stoop to those measures. You remember, they did the, the Rams did this in the NFC Championship game this year when they played the Niners. They did not want 49er Nation coming down to Los Angeles and infiltrating their brand new stadium. It did not. Yeah. It did not. But, um, but go ahead. Going back to the game, you know, I think another thing too is that Carolina did have chances, good chances. When they were down one nothing or two nothing, they get mm-hmm. a goal mm-hmm. and didn't. A couple of good saves. That was a big part of the game too. Well, whenever there's a Carolina chance, it seems to just be squashed down by Shesterkin, who quite literally is becoming a a legend in this town. And he's flipped some sort of switch since those two games in Pittsburgh when he was pulled and they gave up what was it, twelve goals in two games or something ridiculous like that. Even in the first three games in Carolina, or yeah, the first three games in Carolina, including game five, I say three. The first three games down there, when the Ranger offense got nothing going, I still felt they were in those games because of the goaltending and how lights out Igor had been. So you're right. There were many scoring chances that Carolina had to put them back in this game, whether it was the multiple high sticking penalties the Rangers took or any other one of the power plays. I think they had a two-on-one at one point. Whatever it was, Igor squashed it down almost instantly. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, he's probably, if not one of the main, if not the main reason. One oh, the main he, he, oh, he is the main reason. No, I agree. He's the main reason. Yeah. And, you know, good goaltending has carried them this far. And that now in the final four, you know, anything could happen. You're right. Anything can happen. And goaltending is so important, like you just mentioned there. Look at the two teams left in the Eastern Conference. You have, and I'm, I'm going to say it, the best goalie in the NHL with Vasilevsky. I think he quite literally is the best goalie in the NHL, as much as I love Igor. And if you want to call him the second best goalie, if you want to call him the best young goalie in the NHL, so it's 1A and 1B going at it in the Eastern Conference Finals. If I was the marketing agency that the NHL has, I am marketing the hell out of these two goalies, man, because this is going to be a series where one or two goals a night might just win it. I think both series are very good on the West and East. Oh, yeah. The West is more, see. Offense? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the West is more of an offensive firepowered series with Colorado and Edmonton. I mean, when you get Dreisaitl and McDavid going at it, you're going to five or six goals might be a, a regular thing through seven games in that series. But over here on the East, both teams are going to be scratching and, craw- and and clawing for a goal or two. It's not going to be an, an, an easy task for either one of these teams. No, it, it, it's not. And, Joe, how do you think, as a Ranger fan, I know a lot of people have been saying, well, the Rangers match up well against Tampa. How do you think they match up against Tampa? Well, let me ask you a question first. Why do you think the Rangers match up well with Tampa? Is it because of how well, they did in the right? Is it is it because of how they did in the regular season? Because well, I, I agree I'm with Gallant when I said it. I, that doesn't matter anymore. The regular season means nothing to me. Well, I'm not saying I'm just saying that my buddies who are Rangers fans right. said that. Right. No. I, no. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying that people say, "Well, they're three and zero in the regular season." I don't think that means anything. I, it means it means diddly. Um, and I, I will tell you what Fanduel has the uh, series odds at. Mm-hmm. Let's hear. It. What they? Uh, I I think Tampa's favored. That's the question. I think Tampa is, 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 is a heavy favorite. Tampa is minus 190. The Rangers are plus 160. I don't know if you expected that. No, I, I, I expected Tampa to be a favorite in the series. Absolutely. Um, how, how Do you think the Rangers win the series? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I didn't give a prediction in the first round or the second round. I'm, I'm going to keep this one, man. All I will say is, though, they are going to go when when we hit game two, or excuse me, when we hit games three and four, and if, if needed, six. They're going to go down to a building where they want to stand, or the Lightning won a Stanley Cup last year. And they didn't do it the year before in their home building. But the Lightning have won two Stanley Cups in a row. They are a finely seasoned team. Vasilevsky, like I said, is the best goalie in the league. They're getting Braden Point back. Kucherov is an all time scorer. This is a finely seasoned team. This is not. They still have Stamp Coast. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They We're going against McDonough, too. We traded down there. So this is not I – don't, I don't want to talk down to Carolina and Pittsburgh, but this is another level up. I think Carolina was another level up from Pittsburgh. This is like two levels up from Carolina now. And I the think, goalies, too. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that Tampa Bay is miles better than any competition the Rangers have seen so far. Uh, well, let me switch to the series that you can give a prediction to. Mm-hmm. Um. The Avalanche are minus 240. The Oilers are plus 195. You know, I've seen the Western Conference. Now, the mm-hmm. Avalanche have been the best team that I've seen the whole year based on seeing Vancouver a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they should be minus 240. Though. They should be fair, but that big of a fan, I mean, Edmonton is still a very good team. Edmonton is a very good team. I feel like they're inconsistent at points. I think with Mike Smith behind the net, he's a liability at all times. Um, I don't know if you saw the goal that when they, when, you know, it was when they were playing Calgary. It was in, it was in Game 7. Or was it game six? I forget which one it was. But 
might have shot the puck from a hundred feet away that got past Mike Smith. So anytime he's in net, it's a liability. This to me seems like an Edmonton Oilers Stanley Cup run. I think this is the year that McDavid gets his ring, that Drysidle gets his ring. This seems to me it's Edmonton's turn to win the cup. Do you think they beat Colorado? I do. I do. I Joe, <clears throat> I think it, I think I think it goes all the way. I think it's even. I got Colorado in seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'll 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 play devil's advocate. I'll be I will go Edmonton in seven. And I've been tempted to pick Edmonton, but I think it can go either way. I think I I, I it, it's going to be a very entertaining series because those are two electrifying offenses. Co- uh, Colorado happens to play a better defense, which might give him an edge. I just feel this is just a a a a, a feeling that Edmonton will win this series. That's just me though. And let's see right now, Joe. What is the? Uh, I always like the series correct score. Mm-hmm. So, what is the? What's the favorite being played right now? Right now, it looks like the two favorites that are being played are okay. Uh, Colorado to win in five mm-hmm. is the favorite, and then the second choice is Colorado to win in six. Okay. Um, to win, and all the Edmonton ones to win. The lowest is plus seven ten, so not much, not much respect to Edmonton, which I think is a big mistake. Does FanDuel have the cup odds they of, of the four main teams? Where are the Rangers? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you all the teams. Mm-hmm. The Avalanche are plus 120. Mm-hmm. Big Tampa plus 210. Edmonton plus 550. Rangers plus 600. So we're last. We all, yes, you are last. Wow. Keep doubting us. Keep doing it. I saw a stat today. The Rangers are the fourth team in uh, – I'm going to pull up so I, get, so I get it right. They're the fourth team in NHL history to uh, to do something and then come back in a series. I retweeted it. Let me go see what it was. It was a very interesting stat. I'll cover No, I got it right here. They are the fourth team in NHL history to overcome multiple two-game deficits in one postseason. The comeback hits. Comeback hits. And this this is like a warning to Tampa Bay. This is something that that they have to keep in mind. They have to watch what the Rangers did to Pittsburgh while they were down three to one. They have to watch what the Rangers did to Carolina while they were down three to two. No lead seems to be ever safe with this group of Rangers here. Yes, yes. And I did want to rub it into to the uh, to the Islander fan here who have had trouble getting past Tampa over the last two years, both in, in this very same playoff round in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Islanders have not been able to get over the hump of Tampa Bay the last two years. This would be the ultimate slap in the face to every Islander fan if the Rangers in their first year of, of contention can get past them and go to the Cup. Well, I will give you my prediction in the series. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. You well, picked, did you pick the you picked your Canes? I did pick the Canes six, and I was happy I was wrong about that because I was I was happy for you. I know I know deep down you were rooting for me. I I know. Um, I think in this one, Joe, I think I think it's gonna go to, I think it's gonna go to seven games. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great series as a neutral. I think in the end, I think the Lightning's experience winning cups, I think is just enough for that. So I think they win in seven. Right, that's I fair. But I think their experience. Does play a role against a young major team. I always like that experience over, you know, experience over unexperience. I always take the experience team. If I wasn't playoffs. a Ranger fan, I would agree with you, man. I like the fact that they have won two cups in a row versus a team that hasn't been here in seven years. 
I think that's a huge advantage. I think it's a huge, huge advantage that John Cooper is going to go to the Hall of Fame as a coach. I think it's a huge, huge advantage they have the best goal in the NHL and some of the best scorers in the league and some of the best defenders in the league. The bolts on paper are better than the Rangers. But we said the same thing about them against Carolina, and look where that happened. Look where that went. I agree. Now, Joe, I'm sure if I was a Ranger, I would pick the Rangers to win the series. Right, right, right. I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say, well, I, I, because I don't really know. That, that's what it comes down to. Like, I don't I, know. Like, I think Joe is right for not picking. Like, he lets me pick because I'm a neutral. I see right, it exactly. You, you are more of a new, neutral fan. I don't want to say I have no confidence in my in my team, and I don't want to say that they're gonna sweep them in four games. You know what I mean? I don't feel comfortable doing that. If you if you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Um. Anything else going on the Rangers of hockey? Uh, a great run. Yep. Um, you know, Joe. It's been how many years since the Rangers won a cup? We're going on ninety uh, ninety four. So we're going on twenty six years. We're going twenty seven soon. Twenty eight. Going on twenty eight. Twenty two. Twenty eight. Uh, no, you're right. Twenty eight. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Almost yeah. thirty years. Yeah. Almost thirty years. And if you want to go back even more, it's more like one cup in in ninety something years. If you want to, if you want to go back even uh, that that far, but um, but well, yeah. Uh, well, the last time the Rangers were in the conference finals was when twenty fifteen. They lost and Tampa. They... they lost Tampa in seven games. And that was lost. that was the year after they went to the Cup and lost to the Kings. You see there, Joe. It seems like Tampa Bay has a number on the New York teams. They do. I, they absolutely do. And Tampa, I don't want to say they have no pressure because that's just not how it works. But Tampa has won two cups in a row. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, man. But, I, 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 I hope the Rangers play well. That's that's all I'll say. Well, I, I think well, the Rangers do have home ice advantage. They do, which is going to be huge. I know that you can point to the Carolina game seven and say, "What does home ice mean?" But the Garden is a, is is separate from what it was the PNC Center, whatever it's called in Raleigh, North Carolina. The Madison Square Garden is a far superior hockey league. Venue. Well, I'm curious to see how many Rangers fans show up when they play in Tampa Bay. Oh, it's going to be more than when you saw in Carolina. Probably, absolutely. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of a lot of new, former New York people live in Florida. Yeah, now. Mm-hmm. and Ranger fans have shown that they will make the trip. They made the trip to North Carolina. Some of them made the trip to Pittsburgh. See, what I like is that I'm seeing more and more fans in every round. If if God willing, we get to the Cup. I don't know if we're going to see that showing in Edmonton or or, or Colorado. I don't think it happens. But I love the fact that. The Ranger faithful are traveling south to watch these games. I absolutely love it. Now, now if the Rangers make the cup, they will not be home ice advantage no matter who wins. The West will have Ed- Edmonton. They will have home ice advantage. Not Col- no, against. I, I don't. I think Colorado has home ice. Advantage. Colorado has everybody. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. So only if the if God will and the Rangers make it, then they they'll have it over Edmonton. And yeah, oh man! Game one is tomorrow, tomorrow night. night at the Garden. It will be rocking. It would be beautiful if we can get out to a one or two zero series lead. Take advantage of playing at Madison Square freaking Garden, dude. Take advantage. Of it. ESPN, Joe, you going? Uh, I I'm, no, come on. This this show doesn't pay me that much money, <laughs> dude. I was looking at tickets, and I think listen, it's a playoff game. I understand that. These tickets are going up to three hundred dollars. Who could? Who would do that? Who could afford that? You pay three hundred dollars, but what do you sit? Exactly, you're, you're sitting on the roof. I got the same seats to the Big East tournament for three dollars that I'm paying four hundred for to go to the Ranger game. Joe, you sure don't want a helicopter? Like, you know, you can watch from helicopter. Yeah, I'll watch from. I'll tie me to the roof, man. I'll watch from the roof. I would. I wonder because I I don't remember from twenty fourteen. How much is it is a ticket to go watch a Stanley Cup game at the Garden? 
What do you think costs more, Stanley Cup game or an NBA Finals game in the Garden? We uh, haven't seen both since 90-something. I would lean towards a slight advantage in the NBA. Yeah, probably. You? Probably. Like, here, I'm gonna, let's, uh, let me look right now real quick. What is – what is this is not the Garden, though. What is – 531 in, in in Golden State, 671 game two, 628 in in Boston. So I'm gonna add a Garden tax. So I'm gonna say 800 bucks to go to to go to a NBA Finals game in the Garden. That's before you pay for all the subways. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And 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 fees also. So it's over a thousand. You go, you but you're going on a thousand dollars per ticket to go to the NBA Finals of the Garden. Yeah. I mean, it's a, <laughs> John, right. it's, a good, it's a good transition when I talk about the, the basketballs. Oh, yeah. Well, who, who you got, by the way? In the uh, finals? Yeah. Well, I got the um, I got the Warriors in six. I got Boston in seven. Boston in seven. You know why? It's because my teams always lose to the eventual champion. Happened last year at Milwaukee. Happened the year before that with uh, with Houston, with the Yankees. Um. And you're going to see this year, Nets and Celtics. You're going to see this year. Now, Joe, would you be surprised at the Warriors? Absolutely not. I think, it's, first of all, it will go seven games. I just picked Boston because the hell with it. But Golden State will absolutely put up a fight. Golden State is the Tampa Bay of the NBA, if you know what I mean. They have won championships with this core. Boston hasn't won championships with this core. They are, I don't want to call them newcomers because I feel like they're in the playoffs every year, but it is sort of a new era for the Celtics. The Rangers are in a new era. So lots of similarities with the NBA Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals in hockey. Yeah, I, I got the Warriors to secure. Once again, I like it because in the Warriors team, they have the experience. A lot of mm-hmm. the Celtics. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they also have home court, right? Yeah. Yes. Also, has got home court, which. Game one is Thursday, 9 o'clock. I think it's on, it's on ABC. ABC, yeah. ABC. Yeah. Joe, I don't know if you saw the other night in the game seven, but that three pointer by Jimmy Butler. Yes. I on him for a long time. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because he should have drove because he was it was one on one with Al Horford. Uh-huh. Butler would win that matchup nine out of ten times. He usually would, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I would have driven drove it and get a two and tie the game. Right. Well, that's that's the modern day NBA for you, man. Gotta shoot the three. I don't know if you agree with me. I would have went for the tie. No, I, I, I always advocate for going the tie. Always play it safe. And, if and if Joe, it was game four or five, then maybe take the three. Game seven, you got to tie the game. And Joe, you know, this is the two years in a row. Or not two years in a row, but, you know, that Miami has just fallen short and have not been able to get over yep. to, to, the, to win the whole thing and go to the finals. That's, two, that's, you know, two out of the past three years, Miami has, and Jimmy Butler has just fallen short. What do you think Miami has to do to get over the hump? Well, just keep trying. Yeah, you know, maybe a um, you know, Joe, maybe another, uh, maybe another star. Because right now, you think about on that team, besides Jimmy Butler and his superstar power, they don't have like a real. There's no, big, there's no second star. Absolutely. There's a lot of good players. There's not a star. If you understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, what about Donovan Mitchell? That would help. You're gonna give a, give up an arm and a leg for him, but that's certainly possible. Yeah, but, in today's NBA, Joe, a lot of teams don't win a finals with just one star. Absolutely. A Absolutely. A lot of members, too. I mean, Boston, I mean, they really only have one star in there. But you know what? Boston plays defense. That's what's not looked at enough. They got Robert Williams who plays defense. And yes. the Golden State does, too. But they have a few stars on their team, also. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Celtics, they only have one star, too. Right. There. Right. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I think a healthy Steph Curry, I think Clay Thompson. The key is going to be is... 
if the Warriors, the, the three-pointer, because you can go cold sometimes, but if the Warriors shoot well, mm-hmm. I think they win. No, absolutely. I, 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 completely, I completely agree with you, man. And, you know, I, and the Warriors' home, home court advantage is always good. Home court in the NBA means so much. In more than any other sport, I think hockey's up there as a close two, but NBA home court advantage to me is the most powerful weapon you can have. That is your second superstar to me. Yeah. And, that, uh, so Celtics is seven for me. You have Warriors in six. I have Warriors in six. Yeah. There so we both go. think it's a competitive series. Yeah. I I would not be shocked if it goes either way though, dude. I would not be shocked if Golden State pulls it off. Just because they're 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 seasoned. They've won championships with this core. Yeah, right now the over under is two eleven and a half. That's low. In the first. That's low. Yeah, and the Warriors are a three and a half point favorite Thursday night. So, you, do you think this is going to be a low scoring series, or are we going to see a few offensive explosions? I think it will depend on. I think the biggest matchup of the series is going to be the Celtics defense against the Warriors shooting. Mm-hmm. If the Warriors can shoot, I think we'll see offensive explosion. If the Celtics can play defense, I think we can see games in the ninety. That's my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely, and if you're Boston, Trevor, I'm going to ask you one more hypothetical. If you're Boston, who needs to show up in this series besides Jalen Brown? Who needs to show up? Besides Jason Tatum? Yeah, sorry, yes, besides Jason Tatum. Sorry, my, my bad. Well, first of all, the health, Marcus Smart, number yes, one. Yes, that's, that, that is a good one, yep. He's going to need to show up. <clears throat> you know, I think Al Horford, too. I was gonna, I was going to say Al Horford. I'm going to give you an obscure one. It was going to be Al Horford. All reliable. Yeah, I mean, you know, he has the most experience in the team. Yep. He needs to show up. Marcus Smart needs to be healthy. Absolutely. I think those two guys are really, really important for, for them to show because it can't just be Jason Tatum. Yep. It, it's got to be, you know, somebody else. And I would say, you know, uh, Robert Williams also has to show up too. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think if Boston – I'm not going to say they're better than, than Golden State because I don't think they are when they're at full strength. But when Boston is at full strength – they are a better defensive team than Golden State, in my opinion. I think Golden State has the firepower to blow them away offensively. But Boston, when they are all healthy and they are all playing together, to me, they are the best defensive team in the NBA. Joe, I think you could play. And Jalen Brown, you can't forget about him. He no, absolutely. Started. You can't forget about Jalen Brown. So I think there's a couple people that have to show up, I think. Because it can't just be the Jason Tatum show. They won't win. And that that goes back to my point on why I wouldn't be shocked if Golden State wins it. I don't have these question marks about Golden State. I know Steph Curry is going to show up in the NBA Finals. I know Draymond Green will show up in the NBA Finals. And Klay Thompson. Oh, I can't forget about Klay Thompson. He will show up in the NBA Finals. And you have the supporting pieces, Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Wiggins. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anything else for the NBA? That's it. All right, we'll uh, we'll go over the bridge now to the hospital for the Yankees and Mets because both these teams seem to be hit with injuries around the same time. Different parts of the team, though. The Mets are more starting pitching. The Yankees have been parts of their offense, parts of their bullpen. But we'll lead off with the Yankees here. And even with the injuries the Yankees have endured, what they are doing while these guys are injured, and that is playing 500 ball, is exactly what you need to do when these types of challenges come your way. Yankees in their last 10 are 5-5. Five and five. So when you are injured or you are struggling, and in the Yankees' case, you're failing to produce runs, play 500 ball, wait for everyone to get healthy, 
and then foot back on the gas pedal again. And the Yankees have this luxury because they got off to such a great start in the first two months of the year that when the injuries started to come, because it was only a matter of time, you don't get through a season with no injuries. But when the injuries started to come in, they have a nice cushion now to where they don't have to panic when they drop a few games. If they drop three in a row, it's not, all oh, hell is breaking loose for the Yankees. Even with the tougher schedule they have now. Like, we just saw Tampa four games. They split with them. We got four with Los Angeles starting tonight, who were five games over. And I think what we see in the first two months, the Angels are not a force to be reckoned with. They get Minnesota next week. So, yeah. them playing 500 ball here is super important. So far, they're doing that through the last 10 until until some of these guys start to come back. Yeah, and... You know what, George? You know, if you take a look at the end, Tampa did not gain any ground in the standings. Mm-hmm. They did the was. Yep, which is which is exactly what I could have signed up for. I think you asked me in the beginning of the series, would you sign up for a, for a, for a split? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know, five back, they're doing well. And the Angels have struggled lately. Yeah, they have. They they got swept by Toronto last week in a, in, in 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 an ugly series. It was exciting as a neutral fan, but it was not a pretty showing for the Angel bullpen. I uh, I got you back there, Joe. I just uh, we had, we had to drop the equipment. There, so. there we go. So we'll we... make sure we're okay. We're okay, Joe. We roll on, Trevor. We roll on. But some of the replacements they've brought up because of these injuries, and I'll, I'll mention a few: it was Andahar, um, Marinaccio, Matt Carpenter, David McKay. They have all stepped up and played a uh, a pretty ni- a pretty nice role. And Andahar specifically, it's only a very small sample size, so only eight games. But he's at 286 and coming up, and he has a left fielder's job for now over Gallo, in my opinion. Glaber has two homers in the last two weeks. He's starting to heat up and look like the Glaber Torres from years past. I mean, we saw Trevino, who had that very nice game with a walk-off against Baltimore. And this, is, of course, is all while, jo- while uh, Aaron Judge continues to carry the team. But well, these wanna... guys have come up, and they've, and, they, and they've been able to take the spots pretty well and play well. I want to touch on Torres here, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand he has, he's got a... And I get that, and I think it's great. But his defense is costing the team at some points. It has it? You think so? I think. When? I think he is not. I think some of the defensive plays he has is questionable. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think he's a, he's a not a good defender, and I think he can't be out in the field. It's, it's not. It's not his strong suit. But Trevor, I mean, he has no errors this year. I'm sorry, he has one error. No, none. He has none actually. No errors. I, I just think so. I, I, I'm not talking about the errors. I'm Sorry, he's about, two. I'm, I'm, I apologize. He has two errors. My bad. I was talking about there's some ground outs that go into left field for right field for base hits that he should have. So you're saying he's not putting any effort in? I'm saying that he's not quick enough to the ball. I, I mean, I haven't noticed it to the point where it's going to be an issue. I feel like if the Yankees thought it would be an issue, they would have addressed it by now. It's not like it's not like he's not charging after the ball or he's not going after them. He's he's trying, but. I, I, I don't expect Glaber Torres to be a gold glove second baseman. That's just not what he is. He's not an elite second baseman. He wasn't great at shortstop, and he's certainly not great at second base either. If he can hit, though, there are plenty of guys in this Yankee roster that can cover for him in the field. Look, the Yankees are 18 years old, 500, so it's overlooked, right? Right. I th- uh, yes. Yeah. I, but, but no, that's fine. Listen, we have to still critique. You know, you, you just because you're 33 and 15 does not mean there's no, da- would, there's no I, bad points with the team. And you know what, Joe Stan is playing more in the field than he did last year. But mm-hmm. I, for the matter of me paying him, I would like to see him in the field uh, a little bit more than what I'm seeing him now, in my opinion. Well, who would you rather when he's healthy? Who would you rather play him over in the field? Uh, 
I'm talking about he should be in the field more than what he is right now. Over that's who, right. though? Who, who, who is he a better defender than? Well, the one guy that's really struggling is Hex. Uh, I, I agree, but if we're, if we're talking defensively, and then you also have to put Judge in center, and, and, and that's more uncomfortable to me than watching Glaber Torres not dive after balls, is watching Aaron Judge in center. It just doesn't look right. First of all, Stanton is, is not as bad as a defender. I'm, I'm not saying he's bad, but if we're talking defense and defense only, Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo are better defensively than he is. Well, hold on. Why can't Stanton play left field? Because then Joey Gallo's there. Well, first off, Gallo shouldn't be starting. I, listen, that, I, I completely agree, but if we're talking strictly defense, Je- Joey Gallo is miles better than Giancarlo Stanton on the field. I completely agree. I think Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks need to go. I, I, I've had enough of these guys because they continue to produce absolutely nothing. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on and, that. And, you know, coming into the season, you were more of a fan of Hicks than I was. Right. And I, 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 I admit that. I thought Aaron Hicks would, you know, be better than yeah. what he is right now. I'll, I'll yeah, say that. He, he's like, what, three for his last 60? Oh, he, he's, he's well, atrocious. In fact, him on the IL is actually, they're actually, he's actually doing the Yankees a favor. He's on the, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, oh, he's off the aisle. He was. I think he's off now. Right? Yeah, I think, I think he was on for like a day or two for COVID. But, but uh, he's off now. It's just, there's so many injuries. Hard to yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely but, right. But him, but him out with uh, him out for a few games. He's actually doing the Yankees a favor. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what is the point of keeping Aaron Hicks? He comes in. I had this issue with with, with Boone the other day, and it's really stupid because again, they're management is eighteen games over five hundred. But I don't want to. I don't want to nitpick. At this point. As sad as it is, Jose Trevino is a better hitter than Aaron Hicks. I did not need to see Aaron Hicks come up with guys on first and second in the eighth inning in place of Trevino and for him to strike out on four pitchers. It was just not necessary to me. You know, Trevino has gotten some clutch history. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and if we're talking him over Kashioka, definitely. And and he's had some nice – he had a nice game against Baltimore with the walk-off. Some nice hits. I agree with you there. You know – and right now, Hicks is an automatic out in the lineup. He is. Him and, him I, and when Gallo was healthy, the two of them are automatic outs, and I cannot stand them. Well, I, I've been trying to get Gallo the benefit of doubt for the whole season. I can't even do that. Anymore. I it's, uh, it's it's ridiculous, dude. I hope Andahar plays so well that he could take his job. I really do. Which I, is not saying Andahar can hit two fifty and he has his job. I I, I hope Andahar can can keep this going because contact hitter. Professional hitter. I know. I know the the analytics people tell that he doesn't walk enough, which doesn't bother me because plenty of guys on this team walk. I hope our uh, Miguel Andahar can take Joey Gallo's job. And Joe, I have the uh, lineup card for the Yankees. Good. I saw Bogart read out. Uh, you got Lemayhew leading off at third. He's back. back. Judge in center, which that's your favorite, Joe. I know you love that. Yeah. <laughs> Rizzo in first at first. Torres at second. Andahar in left. Mm-hmm. Carpenter DH, IKF at short, Trevino catching, Gallo in right. Gallo's down a nine in the order. He's hitting one sixty seven. He's terrible. He's hitting on the Trevino tonight. I'll tell you what. I understand IKF. He's hitting like two sixty. He's actually had. A, I know he's had no home runs in that. I like him. IKF. I do. Yeah, he's hitting not bad. Two sixty, mm-hmm. twelve home runs, five stolen bases. I think he's had a good season. And I know people. I know people with no home runs that bother some of the analytic people, yeah. but I think he's had a good season. I think for for the job description he fits, he's doing a great job at it. I'm not expecting him to come in here and hit 25 homers. He's not gonna. If he hits, if he gets me 10 homers this year, I'll be ecstatic. But if he could hit 260, 270, and play a good shortstop, that's his job. I'm fine with that. 
DJ LeMay is the one that's been cold lately. Yeah, and he got off to a very hot start, and he also had that wrist thing, which is coming back from now. Hopefully, it can turn it around now. And I think yeah, that's, that's that's something we didn't mention was we missed uh, uh, LeMahieu for a few games there. Lee Holmes is Saratoga, but his dad is not bad. No, it's not terrible. It's not DJ LeMahieu, though. No, I mean, you know, Aaron Judge, 309, 18 homers, 37. MVP, MVP you're absolutely. Yeah, and you know, Matt Carpenter with a home run the other day. I want, yeah, I was, I wanted to bring him up. I love Matt Carpenter. I've always loved him ever since he was on St. Louis. I always thought he'd be a great fit here. I'm very happy they're doing it. He's very versatile, lefty, can see a few pitches and walk. I absolutely love Matt Carpenter, especially look, right I, now. Look, Joe, I don't know if he's got anything left. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Right, I, th- that's, that's what we're going to see over the next month or so. But he can play a lot of – he can play the outfield even if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, he can play a lot of positions. Um, he, you know, he's durable. He and, Joe, the other thing I like, too, he's won a World Series, which is – Oh, absolutely. that's always a plus. Always a plus. And tonight, Joe, our old friend, and Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard come back to town, yes. Say it again? He's had a good season. So we he has. What do, you think, what do you think his reception will be in fan time? Um, I, I think it will be neutral because he he's mostly a Met. He's right. Been, so I don't think he really get too much. Mm-hmm. I think if he's playing the Mets, I think it would be more of a, I think. And Jordan Montgomery is on the mound. Who tonight. never gets any run support. So we know they're losing tonight. I, I think the Yankees are like two and eight Montgomery starts. It's some stat like that. You know, Joe, you know me. I'm not the biggest Montgomery fan. I know. But I think. I have to admit this season, he has not pitched bad. No, he hasn't. He doesn't get any run support, man. That's what it comes down to. They do not score runs for him. Yeah, and Joe, the Angels have lost the last five. I, 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 and we said this from the beginning during the solution streak. The, uh, the pitching is a real concern for me. The, it, it, the, the bullpen is, is a concern. The starting rotation has been surprising. They've had a few pieces there, like Patrick Sandoval, who's come out of nowhere, and he's been good. Uh, Thor the, has been terrific for them. But the bullpen's a real the, concern. The back end of the bullpen right now, the Paris struggled against Toronto. Loop struggled against Toronto. If they're going to go far in the American League this year and make a run at the playoffs, the back end of their bullpen needs to step up now. Did you see the Mets lineup there, Joe? Uh, you can go ahead and read it. I, 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 no, I actually did. All I saw was that they, they sent down Dom Smith. I'll tell you that later. So Mark Hanna leading off, he'll be in center. Stoltley Marte in right. Mm-hmm. Francisco Lindor at short. Pete Alonso at first. J.D. Davis at DH. Jeff McNeil in left. Escobar at third, Luis Guillorme at second, Tomas behind the plate. Guillorme to me, dude. Have you watched how Guillorme has played the last few weeks? Unbelievable. Guy has a hit every day. At least one hit, let me say. Guy, the Mets to me, I use the word resilient with the Rangers. The Met offense is another uh, another, uh, way we can use the word resilient because... When David Peterson and Trevor Williams are throwing in place of Scherzer and McGill, which has not been easy, but the Mets have a, Mets have done a good job of developing and establishing depth, so it's not going to be an issue. But when Peterson isn't on his A game and Williams isn't on his A game, this Met lineup steps up. We saw it yesterday when they blew up Washington. Marte, over the last month, is hitting three forty seven. Pete Alonso is making his case for the MVP race now, and I know Machado's been brilliant, but he deserves some credit too. We know how good Nimmo McNeil are. This offense is clicking at a time where they need to with Peterson and Williams in this rotation. Yesterday was a great example of it, and Williams in the mound tonight. I expect them to do the same here. They have to step up. They got to score five runs a game when Williams and Peterson pitch. And with the way the offense has been playing, there's no doubt in mind they can do it. 
Mojo Francisco endorsed. He, he's had a he's little bit of up, But he's eaten up. 40 RBIs. I'll tell you, the guy that's had a terrible season has been J.D. Davis. Him, Escobar, I know they sent down Nimmo, but you're right. J.D. Davis has not been uh, a, 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 a great player this year. But 221, one homer. Right. And going back to our season preview with the Mets, we both expected J.D. Davis and <clears throat> excuse me, Dom Smith to share that D.H. role and, and platoon it. We have now seen guys like Nick Plummer come up, and he's been a, a, a cool spark, especially Sunday night when they're getting shut down by Wheeler. Mark Hanna has been terrific. McNeil is back to his old self. So this DH spot now is going to be taken by some of these other guys, and it's not going to be Smith and J. Davis like we envisioned at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and they don't really deserve the— uh... No, absolutely not. And I saw someone say they got to trade Dom Smith. Where are you trading Dom Smith to right now? Who wants Dom Smith right now? Exactly. Joe, you surprised me at least that besides the Mets, everybody else is below. I am. I had some big expectations for Philadelphia this year. I thought Atlanta after the World Series would do something, but I guess they're experiencing a hang a hangover and have relegated to back down to what they are. I thought I mean, Miami would be a little more competitive, but it's not looking too good. The Mets are nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Nine and a half, and the Yankees are five. That's a pretty good lead too. It, it's a very, it's a very nice lead, absolutely. Um, so you know, I think you know the other teams. Uh, Milwaukee's had a good season, mm-hmm. as, as we expected. By the way, have you noticed, as, don't, don't you think, like, Pittsburgh has, like, the Dodgers number? I mean... I was watching won- that game last night. I, yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, haven't they met, like, four times? Is it four times and the Pirates won, like, three of them? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. They do have the number. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I, mean, I actually believe that the Pirates are actually only seven games on the Pirates. They have not been as bad as they thought. No. But, and you know what has been good for them, and my fantasy team knows as well, is Brian Reynolds. Joe, how's the fantasy? Trevor, in a categories league, I'm one game under. Fifth place. Joe, I heard that you were struggling. Seems like you had a little bounce back. Oh man, I I am struggling at the at the highest level of struggling, dude. I I, I really. Do you normally get off the slow start show or no? No, this is this is rare for me. But I I've had guys like Bichette and Brian Reynolds and Teoscar and Rendon who haven't. Hit their strides yet? Which it looks like they're going to the right now, and and they're they're hitting their strides. And the Rendon got hurt, but the other guys I mentioned are finally starting to heat up. Um, it's been a rough go for me, dude. My pitching has been brilliant though, so that's kept me in, in, in around five hundred. I I oh you know still early in the season, Joe. So no, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. One thing I wanted to bring up on the Mets term before we get out of here, I went back and looked at the standings last year at this time. Mets were in first place, but only by four games, not nine. But they were the only team in the division with a winning record on May 31st, 2021. May 31st, 2022, the Mets are the only team in the division with a, a with a winning record. Yeah, what they say, Joe? History repeats itself. History repeats itself, man. But um, tonight we got two ball games in town: Angels and Yankees. Like we said, Thor versus Montgomery. The Mets' second game of the series against Washington. Corbin against Trevor Williams, who's in place for Scherzer, who got hurt. But- Always cool when Mike Trout talks about it. Yes, I was actually thinking about getting tickets to, to Thursday's game to see Otani. What time is that game? Though? Seven. Is it Otani versus Cole? Otani versus. I'll look for you. I'll look right now for you. Actually, that's a good question. It might be good. that. That would be some. No, Otani versus Tyone. Ah, oh, come on. But Tyone, Tyone's been great this year. Don't you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's not Garrett Cole. Oh, it could have been Cortez too. That would have been great. That would have been nice. You remember the last time Otani came to town? Didn't he, um, 
He didn't have a good series. I he thought, didn't right? get he didn't get out of the first inning. <laughs> but it oh, was I... it was cool though because last year before you had this Otani rule, he didn't get out of the first inning. He might have given up like five or six runs and recorded two outs. He then went to right field and started playing right field. So it wasn't like he was done. The right field bleach creatures were, were giving him uh, giving him the business for, for getting lit up in, in, in one inning. But I but I thought for some reason too, Joe, he didn't have a good hitting series either. Um yeah, that that I don't know. I don't remember that. I just remember him getting lit up in, in the first inning when he was pitching. Well, you know what, dude, is this Thursday a day game? Thursday's a night game. Night game. Yeah, so I'm, I might uh might have to flock down to Yankee Stadium. Where, let me see what tickets are looking like like real quick, Trevor. Let's... By the way, Joe, did you believe the Yankees had an off day in Memorial Day? You know, that, and the Fourth of July. That is terrible. They want the Fourth of July too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! That isn't that terrible. Well, you know what, Joe? To be fair, from a team's perspective, I mean, they really didn't need it. I mean, they didn't need you off the yes, but you cannot. It's MLB schedulers. You cannot schedule an off day on Memorial Day and the Fourth. What they should have done was the series should have been yesterday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes, you could uh, take it off day today. What, what's the problem with that? Exactly. Every um, team should play Memorial Day, the fourth, and Labor Day. I agree, but the Yankees really did that off day. They do. Oh yeah, they absolutely did. A good reset. I mean, yeah. And uh, before we again, one more thing before we get out of here. I know I said it before, but um, you said the Pirates have the Dodgers number. I think the Dodgers are going to get the win tonight, dude. Mitch Keller on the mound. Mitch Keller might be the worst pitcher in the league. Yeah. He's right. No, I, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. I think it is very shameful from the Yankees and MLB that the Tigers series this weekend, that two of the three games are not on television. That one is on Amazon whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, Amazon Prime, yep. You know, MLB, Rob Manfred, and the Yankees should be ashamed of themselves for doing that. See, I, I think mean, I, I think I'm going to get more upset by it when I start paying the bills around here. But I mean, it is getting ridiculous, Jonah. The regular fan gets rubbed out and cannot watch the ball games. How greedy does Rob Manfred have to be? I, I agree with you, especially when we pay extra for the Yes Network for Yankee content. Now you have to go out and pay for Peacock and Amazon I mean, Prime I, and Apple TV. We I already mean, pay extra for the Yes Network. Yeah, I mean, why can't the games be shown on Channel 11 like they do on Friday night? Right. Why does, That's what the Mets do. Mets weekend games on Channel 11. Why does that have? I don't understand why that has to be. Or Channel Nine, they used to be on. Yeah, my why? nine. Yep. Mm-hmm. It makes why, no why does, sense. Why does the games have to be taken away? Are you ready for understand. the? Are you ready for the eleven thirty game on Sunday? That's a cool start. Yeah, you Peacock. like you like those? Yeah. You can't. I don't have Peacock. Do you have Peacock? Um, let me see. Sometimes if there's no other events going on, the because the first week they put the Peacock game on NBC. Let me go ahead and look see if they're doing that for you this weekend. Eleven thirty, right? Let's see. Nope, there's there's a tennis match on NBC, Sunday. Oh, great! So yeah, you'll have to you'll have to have Peacock. You have Peacock, Jeff? I don't. Uh, are you watching the? Uh, you I'm gonna have to. Wanna... I'm gonna have to send you a Reddit stream. A Reddit stream. Uh-huh. I know some people who are protesting and not watching these. Nonsense. Really? You know? You know? So, a lot of people are just a few. Just a few. Okay. But you know what? I don't blame them at all. No, especially when you pay more for the Yes Network, it makes no sense to me. It really it makes no sense. I mean, come on. It, it really is getting ridiculous. It Why, is. Is this weekend, maybe this weekend's Apple TV. Same thing, but. Uh, no, this weekend's uh, Prime Video. Every, every, I think next weekend's Apple. Is it? I think. Oh, that's great. I would love to see it. The Apple the Apple, the Apple, Apple broadcast to me is, is the worst baseball broadcast I've ever seen. Yeah, the, the Apple broadcast is for people who don't understand baseball. Yeah. <laughs> 
The Apple broadcast is more of a cartoon show than the Yankees. It, it, it really is. Yankees, Red Sox, they're definitely going to put that on Apple. 100%. Yeah, of course. It's not, like, not like it's the most historic rivalry out there. Right, and we, got, we have to limit who can watch it, of course. Oh, wait, the Yankees, Red Sox is next weekend? Yes. Oh, let me guess. Next Sunday's game's a night game, right? Uh, let me see. You're probably right. Let me just say. This is June... Uh, what, what was it? What were they just looking at? June? What day is this? Whichever. I've, I've, I'm looking at July. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I feel, I'm sorry. Next week it's the Cubs. Yeah, that's gonna be still. That's a fun series. Um, I think a rare Saturday night home game next week. They are. It must be a Fox game. Yes. Seven fifteen. Yep, it's a Fox game. And we're not Sunday night baseball. No, the the Mets Sunday night baseball that game. The Mets. They Mets have been like Sunday night baseball like six they times. Had, right? They got it again. Not this weekend. Next week in Los Angeles against the Angels. They Mets. I tell you, the Mets have been Sunday night baseball like there's been like eight Sunday night baseball games. The Mets have played like six. Of them. Hey, they're a hot commodity this year. They're a fun team. I know. I think. I think last week was Mets Phillies. What's this week Sunday night baseball? This week is. Let me I, I love Sunday night baseball. Like uh, Cubs Cardinals. I do love Sunday night baseball. I, yes, I love those games. It's like the MLB primetime game. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a very fun game. The fantasy matchups are ending. At least for me, that's what I watch for. But um, yeah, they're they're always big games too. Yeah. yeah. Um. Two ball games in town tonight, like we said. Go out and enjoy them. The Rangers open up the Eastern Conference Finals tomorrow night at 8 o'clock at the Garden against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, if I'm up to it, if I'm not exhausted, because I do have a very busy day tomorrow, I might hop on here and do an instant reaction. Trevor, you're welcome to join if you'd like. But um, until then, I'm Joe Morales. That's Trevor Markowski. This has been the MDM Podcast.